everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm James, that's Katie, and of course, that makes this Circles and Squares a PlayStation podcast. Kate, it's Thursday. How are you doing? I am uh, I'm doing fantastic. Um, I was, I knew you'd ask me this. I was spending the whole time leading up to this podcast thinking like, oh, what's the most exciting thing that's happened this week that I'm excited to share with you? And I got to tell you, it's pretty sad. But uh, the smoothie place oh my God. near my, my boyfriend's house um, just got a new flavor that's like orange, ginger, mango, pineapple, and beets. And beets, eh? Beets. And I got to say, it is absolutely delicious. And huh. I would never have anticipated beets. That's, what what is the what does the beet add? Does it add like a like a depth of flavor, you know? I think it I think it like makes it a little bit sweeter and okay. I think it also makes the texture nice and it just yeah. gives it this like really pretty color as well. We'll have to we'll have to guess Dwight Schrute on the podcast sometime <laughs> to tell us about how the beet can influence yes. uh, smoothie. Dwight Schrute, if you're listening, please write in. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you should mention that. I actually went for bubble tea earlier today and I got an Earl Grey uh, ah. milk tea. Which was quite pleasant. Nice. What kind of what kind of pearls? I actually didn't get pearls. Oh, and isn't that the whole like? It, you know, it was. I was thing? I was out with someone. And they just wanted bubble tea really bad, and and I, you know, you know, sometimes when you get a bubble tea and you're you're really thirsty, but the pearls actually do the opposite of quenching your thirst. They make oh, it a little bit less. Now you're eating. You know, you're, you're also eating, and the pearls aren't exactly like liquidy. You know, it's just I don't know. Wasn't feeling. Today. It's stuck in your straw, and then you're. Yeah, right. It's I know. Horrible. Yeah, that probably sounds really good on mic. That yeah, sucking I was, straw I, sound. Yes, it po- like a millisecond into that noise, like this is a horrible mistake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do when I edit the show, but but uh, no guarantees. Sorry if we just killed your ears there. Um, you know, this show though is not about beverages. It's about video games, which is what we're going to talk about, of course. Um, but just before we get into that, I want to let everyone know, um, if you like what we're going to talk about, if you think the show is something you'd like to see grow, please head on over to our Twitter account at C-A-N-D-S pod, C-N-S pod. Um, it's got links to our email, YouTube, and all of other, our other accounts as well. If you want to follow us over there. Um, today we're obviously going to be talking about the games we've been playing, but we've also got a news roundup. And then for our special third segment, Kate has prepared a mystery quiz for me to partake, um, and you guys can follow along at home as well. But um, for now, Kate, um, what you been playing? Uh, well, I've got two games I want to talk about today. Um, we'll get started with the first one. This one's funny. It's a game I bought probably like five years ago on a Steam sale and just mm-hmm. never got around to playing. Um, but I started... Funny, funny how that happens. Yeah, that tends to happen. So I... It happens with, in two places, Steam and PS Plus. Yes, uh, I have quite the backlog. Um, but I recently started playing XCOM. Wait, now, which XCOM are you um, So it's the Enemy, Enemy Unknown. Unknown. So yeah, it's not, um, not the newest one. You know, this one I think came out in like 2012 so i've owned it for a time it's been out for a time and it's finally made its way around to my current playlist remember this is also on playstation 3 and on the vita for anyone who wants to play along at home and i would honestly recommend getting it on either of those platforms because it doesn't really i feel like i'd be more comfortable playing it either on the couch or like on a handheld would be a great that's interesting because I thought XCOM for sure, like I've dabbled in it just briefly, but I feel like it's a good mouse game, you know? And I don't say that often because it's like... Yeah, you know. I don't know. The controls, to be honest, are a little bit clunky on mm-hmm. computer anyway. So I feel like if they're not yeah. super optimal. I might as well be sitting on my couch. Yeah, I feel, like the, I feel like the Vita would be the prime system for XCOM, honestly. Yeah, I honestly think a handheld would be would be absolutely perfect. I, I like turn-based strategy games on a handheld. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're always really good pickup and play games but um anyway i'm playing it on on steam and set my laptop up and i haven't gotten too far i think i'm just past the tutorial but my early impressions are rel- like pretty positive i think the game definitely shows a little bit of dating which is totally fair being like a seven-year-old game but it's good it is rel- it's got a good difficulty to it is the first thing that kind of strikes me like it is rewarding when you play tactfully and plan out your turns really carefully but it is also very punishing if you leave a unit kind of yeah well it's also one of those it's a permadeath game too it is a permadeath game um so that was one of the things that originally put me off of it when i first purchased it because of other people's reviews and it was just such a big game when it came out but the permadeath put me off and i thought like "Eh, i'm not really gonna get attached to these characters like I'd rather play something like Fire Emblem where the characters all have a story, but 
it's actually sort of ironically been one of the things that I've been enjoying most about it mm -hmm. um, because I've sort of created a narrative for these characters myself. So I've done, and I can't take credit for this because... I read about someone else doing it online, which sort of sparked the idea for me. Yeah. But I've been naming all of my units after people I know. Yeah. So it is very entertaining when it's like, oh, this is, you know, like this, like my friend had this happen and like, oh, you're wounded. And I'm like giving him updates. Like, this yeah. is horrible. James, you're actually my worst unit. <laughs> I have Not to surprised. Like, you, know, you started out on your first mission. You missed at like an 80% hit chance. Yeah. Then you got attacked twice, died. Your death like gave a crippling fear to the my to the other squad members oh, around I'm, I'm you. I'm sorry, squad mates. I'm sorry. And and that was it. So that was your whole game. It was horrible. I have remade you, and you've gotten a kill and leveled up. So hopefully, like you'll do better next time. But I'm, I'm glad you gave me a second chance. I promise I'll prove my worth. <laughs> well, if not, like you might not be making it back to the team after that. <laughs> I understand. Don't worry. No need to sugarcoat. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. It's like definitely a game that has a lot more to it than I originally thought yeah. as well. Like there's a whole like base aspect where you go back between missions and you choose like what kind of things to research, which will give you more items or let you kind of interact with the, the aliens in different ways. So that's kind of interesting. The other thing I like too is the you get a world map. And as different things happen in different parts of the world, their sort of their panic level goes up and you can kind of do missions or like put resources into different countries to make their panic go down. So you're sort of managing those aspects mm. as well as going in and doing the missions. So it's kind of nice to kind of go back, debrief, and then... It's almost like a, just a nice little break up from going straight into the next mission. Yeah, exactly. Just another thing to sort of get you a little more involved because the story seems to be at least as far as I've played, very minimal. So those things give it a little yeah. bit more depth than yeah, it didn't yeah, have otherwise. Yeah. So yeah, I'm interested to see how the game progresses because it's so critically acclaimed. Yeah, how do you like the combat compared to like a Fire Emblem or a Wargroove or other, you know, games of that ilk? Um, It's kind of different. I think the biggest difference is you only have, well, I think you unlock more later, but right now I only get four units per round or for per combat. So it's kind of smaller scale in a sense where like you do a very small turn and then they, like the enemies, there's maybe two of them in any given time do a small turn. Yeah. But the um, health and the damage I find, it's very quick to kill things. You really, it's a really lot more about positioning, I think, than a lot of the other games I've played where it's been something like Fire Emblem, especially with your tankier units or Wargroove, where your units are very expendable. If you kind of, positioning correctly you're not punished and mm -hmm. like you can kind of mitigate that by having a better turn next turn whereas in this game it's like you position someone incorrectly they're dead well that's important too because mm -hmm. i feel like if you only have a squad of four like you're relying on each of those members to really pull their weight you know it's not like in fire emblem you might have the like eight nine ten units and if one of them dies like you can usually pull through anyway but if one of your like that's 25 percent of your squad if one guy dies in XCOM, and that's a big like you know that could really throw your tactics way off yeah exactly you can't afford to lose anyone early and i i found as well and it might change because the the characters progress as they go and as they level up they gain different abilities but i found that some of the classes seem quite a bit stronger than other classes so i don't know if maybe they're just a little bit more late game oriented and they need to build up a little more mm -hmm. but i i found that that's maybe one of my other complaints is you don't get to choose what type of unit you're units become oh, really? sort of pre yeah everyone start at least for now i don't know if that's something that gets unlocked later but at the beginning you you kind of be, you're like a rookie where you have no unique abilities and then once you level up once you just level up into a class but it seems to be at random so far so what happens if all your guys level up and then they're all snipers i don't i guess you're in trouble like you can hire more units so you could presumably like hire the the medic hire, unit oh, instead. Your deficit that you, but you miss, yeah. i mean like part of, and i guess i guess that goes along with the your units are just nameless guys but because i'm you know giving my characters like a story and like okay this is this friend and this is that friend like i don't want to replace them with generic soldier that you know mm -hmm, is just mm -hmm. he, he's He's running out of money and he wants a new job. So yeah, he's yeah. coming to me, You don't need me, no work. Right? You want your friends to exactly. be, do the damage. So we'll see how it progresses. Overall, I'm enjoying it. And it's like kind of fun to play almost as a social thing. Yeah. But. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anything else? 
Um, yeah, the other game I've been playing is is definitely a social game. Um, we picked up some Smash Bros. Nice, nice. So Smash Bros. Ultimate is the evergreen title. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's one of those games where we won't we played in phases. We won't play Smash for a while, and then all of a sudden we'll play quite a bit for a couple of weeks, and then it goes back on the shelf. And and we're in our we're in a bit of a Smash phase now, um, which is fun because I hadn't actually played the game since Byleth was released. Yeah, it's been about that for me too. I usually just check back in when a new character comes out and then, you know, play half an hour, an hour and I'm done. Yeah, so I'm actually quite impressed with Byleth and I will go on record saying I think she's a good, she or he, I guess, is a good addition. Very different when compared to the other Fire Emblem characters. I agree and I think they got a bad rap announcing Byleth because, oh look, it's another Fire Emblem character. But in reality, if you took the franchise away, Byleth is pretty unique. I think. Yeah, I I think it's been a, it's been a shame how the everyone's here banner for Smash kind of accidentally made too many Fire Emblem characters because a lot of them were like replacing other Fire Emblem characters as new games came out, right? Right. Like, Start with Roy and Marth, and then like we added a few, and and like Roy went away, and we got Lucina, and we got different characters. But now that everyone's back, right? You realize they, just how many Smash characters there are. Yes. I guess. So, but the last three Fire Emblem characters have all been really unique. Like Robin is great. I'm blanking on the name, but the the dragon one. Oh, um, uh, Corin. Uh, Corin. Corin is Corin's half dragon. That's different. Corrin's, yeah. And and Byleth has got all of the items, which really finally like encapsulates Fire Emblem as a whole. Yeah. So, um, she's great. She's been a lot of fun. But I will say that the best character in the game is Jigglypuff, and you can, you can <laughs> the, fight the, me on that. The best character is Joker, okay? Come on. <laughs> yes. I used to be a Joker main, but I've, I picked up Puff as a joke. Yeah, Puff is tough, man. The Puff is tough. I picked her up as a joke, and, like, she's just so much fun, and I will play her until the day I die. There you go. <laughs> doesn't this, doesn't the, the level of, you know, fun you have from playing Smash Bros make you just wish PlayStation All-Stars was better uh, than it was. You know, we got to relate it to PlayStation somehow. Yes. But would it, it would be so great to see them just shamelessly rip off Smash Bros with all the PlayStation characters. Like, I think that, yes, it would be a complete copy and whatever, but I think it would be great. I, I think the problem that PlayStation All-Stars had when it came out was it didn't rip off Smash enough. Exactly. It they, tried it, to be it different. It was so close, but just the way that you scored points was so that bad. That was my biggest complaint with it. Yeah, I hated the point scoring thing. And like, that could just have been a mode and then have also like a more Smash-oriented mm -hmm. well, mode. It'd be like if Smash Bros. came out, but the only mode was coin, the, the mode where you <laughs> people money comes out and you got to collect all the coins, you know? like. Well, that's the only mode me and my <laughs> friends play, James. <laughs> Get off my show. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah, we can dream, we can dream. It would be fun. The only, the only funny thing now is like Smash is kind of stealing some of those characters. We got Joker, we got like Snake. Yeah, got... but I mean, they can come back. They can yeah, be in two games. They could be. They really very much could be. There's a lot more Persona characters in there than just Joker, you know? You can That's have the true. whole cast. We'd have a whole Persona if fighter. If Nintendo can have this many Fire Emblem characters, we can put the whole Persona cast in there. Just, you know, be easy. Mm -hmm. Be easy. <laughs> um, well, I've been playing a couple games that are um, from the year 2008, kind of. So the first one I've been playing, I've heard of a game called Patapon, of course, pretty big game on the PSP. Um, so let's just back up a little bit. Back in the, you know, mid 2000s was the rhythm game kind of explosion. You know, Guitar Hero came out, there was Rock Band, um, Donkey Konga, all those oh, kind of... The pinnacle. The of pinnacle, right? Games. Yeah, Donkey <laughs> Konga. Um, but there was another rhythm game that came out. Um, I don't know if it was anything really to do with those ones releasing, but it was another game based on beats. And this is, of course, Patapon. Um, so Patapon is a, it's like a rhythm side-scroller. And do you know anything about this game at all? Like, have you seen footage? Patapon's one of those games where I, I've heard the name so many times, which by the way, sounds like, like a delicious, like Korean dish or something. <laughs> yeah, like, about, I'd love to order Patapon. The, bul the bulgogi or the Patapon? <laughs> Um, extra Patapon, please. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those games I've heard so much about, but I've never actually like really seen much gameplay. It's such a weird aesthetic. That... It is. It is. Yeah. So the way it works is you're commanding kind of a troop of units called Patapon and there's different ones you can get and they're all, they all basically look like little kind of silhouette figures that, that are really not very impressive by themselves, but they wander in a group. And there's different ones you can get, and some of them have a spear or a bow or just different weapons. And essentially, you start on the left side of the screen, and what happens is, is there's a beat that kind of plays in the background, just like a steady drum beat, like boom, boom, 
boom. And there's one guy actually in the middle, one of your patapon will have this drum. So he's actually like your lead unit. And what you do is, is you have different rhythms you can play to give the patapon different commands. So if you, and you want to hit them on the beat of the drum. So you're playing this whole game to a beat while you're also figuring out what you want to do. And you start off, you have, you know, only a couple different beats that you can use. And the first one is like, will be move forward. So it's, it'd be like XX circle. Mm -hmm. And so you, on the beat, you'd say, you know, boom, boom, X, X, circle. And when you hit it, they begin to, the patapon begin to, you know, sing to the music. They're like, pata, 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 pon. And then, <laughs> and then you put in the beat and they go forward. And then you get other commands like attack or there's a defend one. And, you know, it kind of gets more and more complex the further you go. And you're, the, en the enemies are coming from the right-hand side. You're coming from the left. And you have to basically move to the beat and know when to put in each command because they take a few seconds to happen after you do them because everything moves to this rhythm. So you really have to almost predict, okay, I think the enemy is going to attack now, so I better use this defense beat before they even do their attack because you kind of get, just get to know like what the enemies start wanting to do to you. And so uh, it's a little bit to get used to. It's kind of one of those like rub your stomach and pat your head <laughs> type of things because you're, on one hand, if it, was, if it was just a regular action game, you'd be doing these commands a lot quicker, but because you're limited by the beat, you have to think a lot more about it. And the other thing too is the, the closer you are to hitting the beat, you begin to get bonuses. Like your your patapon will become, I guess, happier or something. And they and they become to be more effective the better you are with the beat. Um, so with that being said, I hope you understand enough. This game is, for some reason, I find it hilarious. It, <laughs> like, it sounds ridiculous. It is yes. ridiculous. And, and so you'll do these levels and then you'll go back to the, they're kind of, village or whatever wherever the patapon live like i don't fucking know it's just it's weird there's like this tree and you can you gather resources as you go through the levels you'll uh, the first few levels you're just killing like these enemies that don't even fight back and and you're collecting resources which you can use to build new patapon or you can build um upgraded weapons for your patapon or all sorts of different things like that and you're slowly kind of building up this squadron of of guys and you're and the, you're trying to get the further patapon further. army of death the, the patapon <laughs> army of death right um but I, I don't know i just kind of picked it up i actually got the they did a remaster um a few years ago of patapon but i picked up the original um it was on sale i think it was like five bucks or something i just got it for vita to kind of dip back in it was one of the games i owned on psp back in the day and it was it's kind of one of those cult classics that i wanted to recheck out right. and i don't think i'm ever going to really beat it but i'll just do a few levels here and there and yeah. it's, it's kind of fun to check out it sounds um, really unique too like it's interesting that it's it's a rhythm game but it also seems like it's got like a strategy element to it as yeah well. it is like really strategic kind of almost like puzzly with like well it is right because because when you play the level like you'll get into a boss fight and the bosses are kind of a puzzle because they move to you begin to notice they're moving to a beat as well like you'll notice every third beat that's when the dragon attacks or, or whatever you're fighting so you'll do yeah. your first two beats i'm going to attack the second the third beat i'll defend you know what it kind of sounds like to me um, and I, it's almost sort of like a, kind of like a progression of, of that, I guess, like very niche style of game. Yeah, like rhythm but side it, scroller. <laughs> yes, the, the well-known rhythm side scroller. It, it reminds me sort of the gameplay might be similar to something like Crypt of the Necromancer or, um, the other, the Legend of Zelda, Zelda one, one that, yeah. that, um, came yeah. out. Cause like that one, it, it's a rhythm game. You move on, on the beat and you have different moves, but it's kind of like a puzzle too, in the sense that like you find out what the enemies do on their turns. Like some of them will attack every like third beat or something. So you have to kind of like play around what they're that, doing more that's, so that's than That's very similar, else. yeah. It's very similar. It's just instead of, I guess, those games are are more of a top-down action, whereas this yeah. is a side-scroller. But same same kind of idea. And you do replay the levels several times because you're going through collecting the resources and whatnot. And so you do kind of learn the best rhythm to mm -hmm. do each level in. The game's not always obvious in what you need to do, though. There's there's this one desert I'm stuck on right now where the Patapon are like, it's too hot. We need this item before we can be right. able to go across the desert. But the game doesn't tell you where to get this. Like, I just need to figure it out. And I, I don't know if that's maybe an old game design philosophy, like it is 12 years old or, or what. Or maybe I just am not you know missing something obvious maybe or whatever. you're just but, not relating to your but, Patapon. Uh, you know, yeah, you know I, I, I need to maybe go back and and uh, bond with my Patapon a bit more before I get past this desert. But, but uh, yeah, right. it's a cool game. It's got a unique look. The music's kind of cool. It, it feels good to play here and there, but I wouldn't say it's going back to it now. I wouldn't say it's something we have to play. I would be interested to check out Patapon 2. I know there was a sequel that I never tried. Okay, see what so they've maybe kind they, of improved maybe on Maybe they improved changed. it or something. I don't know, but uh, it's a cool little game. 
Um, the other one I've, I've been playing, uh, again, on my Vita, I've really been picking this thing up recently. Um, this game I definitely would recommend to anybody, of course, Persona 4 Golden. Mm. Um, this game originally, Persona 4 came out in 2008 also, but this is obviously Golden came out in 2012. And I have a really interesting opinion on this that like people people seem to think this is the best persona game in terms of the story and everything and i think that playing it after five i can see where they're coming from but i don't i don't agree that it's better than five okay you um, think maybe they are a little nostalgic because they played it before i don't, five, I don't know or? like there there is an argument to say that that it is it is better than five story-wise potentially if you i think five just goes more in depth and does a better job of of letting you spend a bit more time with each of the characters and maybe fleshes out the story slightly more than four. But I mean, I'm not at the end yet. I think I'm on the fifth palace. Right. So, I mean, I can't really speak to the whole story, but so far I think five is is the better game. But but four is still like, it's a very engaging story. And I really, I mean, the music, same, same thing. Like the soundtrack is different than Persona 5. It's a bit more of a chill kind of vibe soundtrack, but it's still awesome music. Great art. The art's as good as ever. Um, some of the animation, some of the character designs, I think are even cooler than five. But I will say the, I mean, if you cancel out this, the story and everything, the, the game, I think, begins to fall a little bit short from 5 in terms of the dungeons, um, firstly. Because the dungeons in 5 are very much like they're, they're crafted, like you're in the palace and it's, it's this castle and it's been made and it's got this whole map layout and it's got all these interesting rooms, different size rooms, like different puzzles and tricks and things you have to figure out. Whereas in Persona 4, the, the palaces are all just corridors like there it's a straight hallway that leads to a straight hallway that leads to a square room with a couple doors and then a few more hallways off of it and every palace is like that they're just different um aesthetics and different right. music so it doesn't feel quite as um crafted or or like bespoke as five would feel big just because of the right the linearity almost right the environments don't feel as unique and special exactly. when you get to a new well, palace they, they do feel unique the the aesthetic is unique but but right. if you took away the way it looks then mm -hmm. it's really just the same kind of hallways and whatever. Um, but the enemies are just as cool. The personas are just as cool. What it does have is a really neat mechanic where at the end of every battle, you get a variety of cards that, that pop up. And they have different... Yes. different. I really wish they'd brought this over to 5 because it's one of my favorite aspects in 4. So you'll get... Say you beat a level... Or a beat a fight, sorry. And you, anywhere from like 3 to 5 of these tarot cards will pop up. And they'll have things on them like restore HP and MP, um, extra experience you know, no encounters for a little bit, or they could just be blank. Some of them are, are like um, no money this round. There's there's all kinds of different things you can get. And you you can take one the one that you want the most. So you could say, oh, my HP is getting low on my guys and I want to explore this dungeon longer. I'm going to take the HP up card and maybe I can do another fight or something. But the, the interesting part comes in where if you take, if you manage to be able to take all of the cards, then you get a bonus for next time. So there's there's some cards that are say you know take no money for this battle but then you get to pick up two more cards so you can kind of chain them together in a way where it's like oh is it worth taking all five of these but then i, I might not get any money or experience this round but then the next round i'm starting with this kind of chain bonus and more cards will appear next time so i think it's it's um kind of cool to figure out how to get the optimal take all the cards after a battle and i, I think it's something that five would have benefited from having um, it's another way you can restore your health as well and, and you know, gain extra ex experience points and stuff like that. So I like that a lot. The other thing I don't think is quite as good about Persona 4 compared to 5 is that the confidants don't have any outside of battle skills you can pick up. So if you know, if anyone has played 5, the, the characters in your party, as you level them up, they'll get more skills for combat. But there's lots of confidants that you meet that don't actually join your party and they're they're like side characters in the world yes but they are extremely but they're useful very they're very useful reasons. so in persona 5 for example there's one guy who runs a weapon store and the further you level up his relationship with you you begin to get discounts at his shop or expanded inventory um things like that but in in five and in, in four sorry the the confidants don't grant you any extra abilities outside of battle for leveling them up so if there's someone that you just know like there's a little girl you're living with, the little the daughter of the guy you're staying with. Her name is, um, oh, what's her name? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, but her name, she, when you level her up, it doesn't do anything for you except for that her 
persona type will you can get higher oh, you know okay. what i mean so it's still like the person of of like it's like the the hierophant or, or, or the jester the or like the chair yeah the chariot yeah. persona but but so you'll be able to make higher level personas of that type but it won't grant you any other abilities like it, okay. you, you won't get any benefits okay yeah that. i see that being tough because there's always with those with those games because i i I've almost finished persona 5 i'm so mm -hmm. close uh, and i did actually play like maybe the first five, six hours of Persona 4, but I was playing the not golden edition and I ended up pausing yeah, it because I felt like I wanted to, to play golden mm -hmm. um, and I would come back to it. But you in those games, you're always sort of trying to decide what you want to do with your time and you can't do anything and it's kind you of like a constant... Everything. Yeah. yeah, sorry, you can't, can't do everything. Do you, can't, you can, you can, you can do, do something. You just stare at a blank screen for out for a hundred hours, and I'm done. <laughs> no, sorry, yeah. you can't do everything. Yeah, that's a good point though, because so, in, in Persona Five, it's hard to decide how you want to spend your time because every, there's a benefit to hanging out with everyone. Yeah, which is which is arguably they're all important, just depending what you value the most. But mm -hmm. in this game, I think it really encourages you to level up your the party members the most because you yeah. want the in, in combat abilities. Like, I don't really care if my chariot is going to give me a level six or a level five persona or like extra bonus experience because you can just level them up anyways. And it is helpful, but not to the same yeah, degree. Yeah, it doesn't have the same level of impact when the other one would also give you the, the confident bonus, but also then mm -hmm. something in, mm -hmm. in actually in combat. So that's a shame because I, I persona is known for having an amazing cast of characters and there's times and this where one, this one does yeah and there's times in five even where like some of the confidence i tried to max out first were ones that i didn't really find tons of benefit for their actual stats but i just liked them as a character and wanted to see them like how their story progressed yeah so it's it's nice when they all sort of have like an equal kind of benefit to the game and you choose based on who you want to hang out with yeah versus like well, I'm really interested in this character, but like that bonus is just so good, I can't ignore it. That's the thing, and I and I find myself kind of missing out in some of the story in this game because there's a few side stories that I'm I'm really interested in. You can get a part time job at a hospital, and there's some weird, maybe slightly paranormal things going on, and you can get another um, another one, which is this lady who's at a daycare and and whatever. And I'm interested in their their stories, but I just don't feel quite as compelled to go back and spend my time with them because it's not quite as beneficial as it is in five. Um, and I'm maybe missing out on some cool side stories just because I don't feel it's quite as important. But um, I mean, I don't want to give my, a bad impression of this game. I think it's still phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, I think comparing it to five is unfair because five is so much newer and they've obviously expanded on the, yeah. the formula and, and everything. And realistically, five should be a better game because it's building off of four, exactly. right? Like you, you should be able to expect it to, but four is still a Seems exactly. like a phenomenal game that's worth going back and it, playing. It really is. And I mean, I'm going to finish it hopefully sometime soon. I mean, yeah. these, are, these are long games, Soon right? so I can yeah. borrow it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it. But I mean, I think the, the one area where this can still surpass 5 is the story. Um, the overall narrative is really cool. I think it's easily on par with 5 as far as the overarching narrative. And depending how it ends, it might even end up being better. So yeah. I will definitely... Um, be checking back in on Persona 4 Golden. And the funny part about this is I'm probably going to be playing uh, Persona 5 The Royal at the same time uh, <laughs> once I complete Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, which I'll talk about as well on a later show. But I think that's all we've been playing for now. Uh, so let's take a short break. I'm getting uh, a bit parched. And we'll come back after a, that. You need a smoothie. <laughs> yeah, a smoothie. That's right. Or some bubble tea. It that's all right, comes back. Right. We're going to go grab a quick bubble tea and we'll be back uh, right afterwards for the news. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second segment. And just before we get into the news, I need to clarify, the little girl in Persona 4's name is Nanako. And I just need to put it out there that I did know her name, just caught me on the off guard there. And uh, her name is Nanako, okay? 
But that's not what we're here for. We're going to talk about the news. And we got a couple stories here. Kate, would you like to take the first one? Yeah, and absolutely. And the, this first one's some some pretty good news. Um, it comes from us from PlayStation blog from Herman Holst himself. Uh, and we have a, a release date for Last of Us Part 2 and a new release date uh, for Ghost of Tsushima. So Last of Us is going to arrive on June 19th. And then Ghost of Tsushima, which originally was going to be um, set to release on the 26th of June, has been pushed back to July 17th. Right. Um, so it's great news for The Last of Us Part 2 because last we heard it was it delayed indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so June 19th seems very close compared to indefinitely. Yeah. Um, and Ghost of Tsushima is, is still quite close to its release date in just a little bit further along the next month yeah i mean they obviously had to push ghosts back after the last of us is coming out june 19th like they couldn't they couldn't put those out within a week of each other they would just cannibalize sales yeah it says due to corona pandemic which like you know definitely i'm sure did play a part but i think it's also just yeah a good decision to maybe not have those two massive games come out within a week of each other yeah exactly right and well the thing is that everyone knows there's no secret though although these are both big you know pillar releases for playstation this year there's no secret the last of us is the big boy and and if they i mean ghost of tsushima would have been put out to die i think right a a week later so it's a good thing they moved it back Mm -hmm. um i'm really surprised the last of us is is being released so soon like you said after an indefinite delay you think the i don't know what had changed to make it happen so soon that they feel comfortable releasing the last of us now but i mean after hearing indefinite you would i i would have assumed like man are we going to see this game in, in the fall or or like early next year like indefinite sounded really ominous and to get a release date that's within you know less than a month's time is really surprising but it's it's a good surprise yeah exactly i i was surprised too when i i saw the news that it was one of those like is this even a real article at first but yeah it seems like i guess Whatever was causing the delay didn't end up to be as, you know, maybe it was more of a, like a precautionary thing is a, yeah. just in case, like worst case scenario, it, it takes a lot longer, but it seems like whatever was, was delaying it is working out. And yeah, uh, I think, I think, I mean, I think it was because they, they weren't able to produce the game on the level they thought because of the Corona and, and shutting everything down. But I would be interested to know how they've spun this around to be close again so quickly anyway i'll take it because i want to play that game really bad yeah um putting pressure on me i I don't have as much time to to be the first one as i thought i did (laughs) man you do um yeah i think i think it's good news overall glad there's a bit of space between the two of them hopefully um i mean i'm obviously going to play both of these so i'm hoping it's obviously going to be enough time to kind of get my fill of the last of us before ghost comes out just less than a month later Uh, it's going to be a good summer for games i think yeah absolutely obviously having these two i mean what more could you ask for yeah absolutely now this, this brings up an interesting question i'll ask you and just uh kind of a something to think about when companies delay games do you think that's generally like a good decision on the company or do you think they should because i know it's, it's kind of a sort of a, a hot topic with some consumers who prefer to wait and have the game come out you know exactly as the developers intend and some people think like they'd rather just have it on the day and if it's not quite perfect it's not perfect yeah what's your take on that i mean i think that's a bigger question than what's happened here because by Mm. all accounts the last of us uh, part two is pretty much complete it's it's more of a a distribution issue they were having here but right i mean in general i would always be a fan of delays Mm -hmm. and giving the game more time to come out we've seen it so many times where say a game like no man's sky comes it has so much fanfare and, you know, it just falls flat on its face because it obviously wasn't to the standard of what people were expecting before it was released. And I think that it's really difficult for games to come back from a shitty re- release and mm-hmm. kind of turn the narrative around. Like Fallout 76, like they've put on um, this huge DLC pack recently. They've added NPCs to the game. But but I mean, this is Fallout we're talking about. Yeah. It's one of the biggest franchises in games over the last decade. And because of how shit their release was, like, no one's yeah, even talking about that right now, you know? And, and you you need to have a strong launch in, in this era just because every month there's, you know, one, two, maybe not now because of the corona stuff going on. But, I mean, the last few years there's been at least one humongous game, you know, within every every month or every other month, you know? And you, and you can't afford to get those bad reviews or someone's just going to buy a different game. Yeah. Simple as I, that. I agree completely. I'd rather I'd rather wait and the game comes out exactly as the studio envisions it and mm-hmm. it's, it's perfect and... 
um, you know, we get the experience that we're, we're hoping for. And I think another good point to think about too is it's so much better for the studio and the employees. Um, one of the biggest problems working in the gaming industry is those like really crunch, stressful yeah. crunch times and they're doing so much overtime and trying to push for deadlines that are they're oftentimes quite unrealistic. And, you know, delaying it if it's not going to be ready in time. Yeah. Hopefully you you'd expect to maybe mitigate some of that stress put on the on the teams as well. You'd like to think so, although yeah. I I mean some it's, of these studios yes. I'm thinking like man are they just going to crunch now until June 19th when they could have yeah, been done by exactly. now. Yeah, exactly. It still it still happens, but But you, I, mean, I mean in principle I think that's on the money like that's the hope, right? You you'd hope that people don't mind taking a day off because they do have an extra month to work on the game or whatever yeah, the case. Yeah, or at the very least just not put in insane yeah, levels of overtime, yeah. Maybe you right? Maybe just do an 8-hour day instead of a Because 14. instead of yeah instead of putting in you've got 100 hours left to do in a week now you have a month to do it instead in a perfect world anyways but yeah but um yeah hopefully those those type of things help out um the last of us really leads in nicely to our second uh, news article yeah which is not quite as positive of an article unfortunately this is probably about as negative it gets this one comes from forbes uh paul tassie writes over there um the last of us Two really had a big leak come out. Um, this is the quote from Paul. Uh, Parts of the game taken from a dev build have been leaked online are being uh, disseminated across YouTube. This includes an enormous amount of cutscenes from the game and various dev menus that reveals levels and plot points from The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, the rumor recently, the rumor currently, sorry, circulating is that the dev builds are leaks from a disgruntled Naughty Dog employee who was tired of being mistreated there, so he decided to mass leak all of this stuff. That has not been confirmed all, at all yet. This could end up being a fan creation uh, based on the fact that this is a dev build and Naughty Dog is a studio known to be extremely um, intense, known for extremely intense crunch. So this obviously really sucks um, to have, I mean, these are the juicy details, right? This is yeah. the whole reason people are clamoring to see what happens in The Last of Us Part Two, and now you can, yeah. I mean, you might get spoiled online. Yeah, it's this, this kind of thing is awful for any game, but especially such a story heavy game such as The Last of Us yeah. 2, that, that people are already invested in because of playing the first one. It's it's really just like the perfect storm of, of awful. Yeah, I know. It, it's, it's I mean, yeah, like you said, it's one. it'd be one thing if they maybe leaked, like, oh, there's a new, you know, Call of Duty coming out. But, but that's yeah. just, it's like, you know, revealing, like, it's a reveal that's getting ruined. But here you're you're basically ruining, like, crucial plot points that people have been waiting years to, to find out what happens to Joel and what happens to Ellie and what happens to these characters. And... You know, we, there's a good chance that people are going to get this ruined. Yeah, did I think you? It's just terrible. Did you personally get it ruined? Because I no, no. Okay, yeah, I luckily managed to avoid it, which was double whammy for me because as it keeps coming up, and I keep having to shamefully admit, I haven't played the first one yet. So I was worried, like twofold. Not only would it spoil part of the second one, but it might spoil some of the first game for mm-hmm. me as well in context. But luckily, I I managed to to see a lot of articles and um not actually get into any of the juicy details yeah. i mean the internet's a cruel place though like, yes i mean it's gonna be t- it's a minefield out there you know what i mean it's gonna be tough to avoid the whole time but i mean let's let's assume for a minute here that this there's no confirmation that this was a naughty dog employee but i think this is really coming from because this was a dev build the leaks were from so obviously someone either had created this as a farce or if it's accurate which it seems to be like legit footage then it, it's like the question is like do you think this was brought on um because of the work from home situation or is it just a case of someone really did try to to go that far out on purpose and and or was it more of a case of like hey these files were you know on someone's computer and their their one of their family members was at their house and had an idea for a stupid practical joke or something you know yeah i mean i think regardless of of who did it it was you know like a, a bad call on whoever it was whether it was the employee someone who like came across it on a, maybe an unsecure home mm-hmm. computer from working from home or something but i think it's if it was a joke intended as a joke it's not funny no um is... if it was intended to be to be hurtful for the studio i think that's misguided because the people that are getting hurt the most are are fans who are getting it spoiled and and also maybe other co-workers who like have just put so much love and passion into the game and, and... well that's the thing right and it's i mean if i was an employee getting getting you know dragged through glass every week and working you know 60 70 80 90 hours a week or whatever i mean the, maybe 90 is a bit extreme but but like hopefully, working, hopefully working like crazy <laughs> overtime you know like 
even if you're really mad at your boss and Neil Druckmann's over there making you like whipping you with his eh. weapon, like making you work harder. But at the same time, it's like you're not really hurting the higher ups at Naughty Dog. Like, this game's still gonna yeah. Go into I, sell like I crazy. don't like, think this is gonna hurt the sales significantly no, at all. I don't think so. And and the people that that like majority of consumers don't even know about this leak. Like they just go to the store. They don't really keep up with media. They just know like oh, The Last of Us. That was fun. It comes yeah, out next month. This like, is I'll, another I'll pick big it up. game. Like, they're not listening to this podcast. They're not listening. Going to IGN and. And, you know, but it's true. Like, this is for people that like PlayStation, you know? Yeah, and we're the ones following the story. Yeah, it's going to be the, the niche kind of crowd that, that's a little bit more, yeah. like, in, into doing the journalism side of it as well and keeping up to date. And I think it's, those are the people it hurts the most is, yeah, the fans who have been looking forward to this and, and kind of want to experience the game naturally as they play. And and I think, you know, maybe if, if you are being, you know, whipped and overworked, that's, you know, like, it's it's fair to to have such a resentment towards it because that's, you know, not an ideal working condition. But I, I think it's definitely a misguided and unfortunate retaliation well, if that's totally. the case. Totally. And also your coworkers that are in the same situation as you, like their hard work, they've been pouring years into this game too. And, and they, I'm sure, like at least for all their, their, you know, blood, sweat and tears, they want this game to come out and be as surprising and as impactful to their audience as possible. Yeah. So at least that's a payoff exactly. on their work. They want to be proud of it and get a game of the year. And yeah. Like, well, I mean, I think they... They yeah, still have they probably might, a good so. chance of getting that despite this. But it just I think it just lessens the impact and, and kind of puts a damper on what would otherwise be maybe the biggest release of the year across all the video games, you know? And, and it just sucks that this yeah. kind of thing has to happen. And I mean, if you're a leaker, just just don't do it, man. Just, just you know, put your talents to somewhere else. And, and Yeah, exactly. You are very talented if you're, like, data mining or leaking or doing whatever, but... Yeah, find a better way, find a better outlet. Go, you can, go you can back be better. to go back to like making fake Smash characters because those are actually <laughs> funny. <laughs> that's right, that's right. There you go. Uh, well, that's the news for today. Um, you know, hopefully, no more no more big leaks come out for next time. But uh, let's take one more short break, and then I'm very excited to see if I can get a perfect score on the upcoming quiz. everybody welcome back to the third segment of today's episode of circles and squares um, where we have something interesting planned this is our first time doing this uh, we're going to do more in the future but we thought it'd be fun once in a while to give each other a quiz on uh, some random video game topic kate has prepared a quiz for me which i guess i'll let you introduce yeah absolutely so james has not seen the quiz before he's going to go into this totally blind uh and you guys feel free to participate at home as well let us know how you do Hopefully. Let's hope you do. Let's let's hope I get perfect and you can try and match my score. Right. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. What's the topic? Uh, um. So the topic is actually I was inspired by the last show we did uh, when we were talking about kind of a retrospective for the PS4, and then also with our news today of two new great like exclusives coming out. Um. So I was inspired by some great PlayStation exclusive games. Um. So I've got a list. It's sort of a two-part quiz here. I've got five amazing PlayStation exclusives. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got here, um, so the first part is going to be, I have some snippets from the IGN reviews. Okay, okay. Uh, and you're going to have to correctly match up oh. which review is for which game. Oh, shit, okay. But then the second part, and my personal favorite part of the quiz, is I also have the worst review from Metacritic user... Okay. And you must correctly then match up the horrible okay, review, okay, the okay. horrible scathing review to the game as well. All right, let me let me get my um my pen and paper ready here. I'm just gonna write down some notes about um. You know what? Maybe I'll skip the pen and paper. Let me. You know what? Me... You take this as seriously as you need to. This is uh. Okay. You know what? Let me let me get my phone right here. I'm gonna just write a few quick notes on here. Um, I, w I really want to try and ace this, you know? Okay. You know I mean? Well, it's Let's very just... important. To start out, I will tell you the five games I've picked. So it's okay. not going to be okay. totally random. I'll read you all the good reviews. You'll match them up. And then I'll read you all the bad reviews. So the games I have selected are The Last of Us. Okay. Hold on. Let me, I'm writing this down. Okay. I'm going back to the paper. The phone is too okay. hard. The phone is we... too hard. I don't have the proper app for this. Here okay. we go. So the games are... The last... Just the first... The original, the original? or the remake? Uh, no, these are all games that are currently out... Um, so yeah, sorry, it is the original. Okay. Original The Last of Us. Uh, Bloodborne. I couldn't help myself. Bloodborne. Um, God of War, the, the, the latest one, number okay. four. 
um, Uncharted, the original. So um, Uncharted one. Drake's Fortune. Yes. Okay. And Persona 5. And Persona 5. All right. I knew you'd put that in there. Yes, I had to. Okay. But I knew right. you'd appreciate that. All right. well. I, got, I got this. I okay. got this. So I will read you now and you can match them up so, now or all So we're going to do the snippets from IGN first. These are the snippets from IGN. Um, now I have bastardized them slightly just so that it's not extremely obvious which game it comes from. Um, but these are sort of their verdicts. Uh, and I will tell you the score IGN gave them too, just for fun context. Uh, Last of Us got a 10 out of 10. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, Bloodborne got a 9.1. Okay. God of well War deserved. got a 10 out of 10. Well deserved. Uncharted got a 9. Uh-huh. And Persona was a Persona 5 was a 9.7. Wow. Royal got the 10. Royal got a 10. But this is just the original Persona 5. Fair enough, fair enough. I think I think Uncharted 1 looking back just to say I think it maybe scored slightly higher than it should have been uh looking back but you know semantics yeah. whatever good game still good game good game but definitely for its time correct um okay so i will read you the first one okay uh feel free to try to match this right away or wait till you've heard them all okay, maybe okay. you try I think, to change I think your mind we'll, we'll see how it goes okay so in short the studio has crafted a game that impresses in virtually every way the game is a true feat its unrivaled presentation in particular sets the bar even higher than another game it was compared to. And it's writing, voice acting, and layered gameplay combined to create what is very easily the game to beat for game of the year. Right. Um, my initial thought was this is going to be Uncharted, but since you said layered gameplay, I think the original Uncharted was a bit more linear. So this, the first one is either gonna be The Last of Us or God of War. But I don't know which one yet. Okay. So let me just put... I'm going to put number one just beside there. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I like the... Uh, I'm gonna, I'll give you a bit of the, insight into this, this intelligent The analytical mind, approach you know? I, that I, I you're taking. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay, number two. Okay. Let's go. Number two. I was expecting great action from game, and it delivered that handedly. But I didn't expect it to be a thrilling journey in which every aspect of it complements the others to form what is nothing short of a masterpiece. The obvious care that went into crafting its world, characters, and gameplay delivers a most stirring and memorable game. I feel like that's Persona, potentially, but again, not These sure. These are wonderful praises. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next. Game is an amazing exciting and exhausting pilgrimage through a gorgeous land that imposes the feeling of approaching the bottom of a descent into madness. There's an incredible power to unlocking its mysteries and succeeding despite its demand for a pound of your flesh. That's Bloodborne. I'm sure of that one. Number three, Bloodborne. But I'll, I'll lock in my final answers at the end. Okay, okay. Don't get too cocky here. Uh, next one. It stands out as an extraordinarily memorable experience and easily one of the deepest games of the last decade. Its sprawling design and stylish, fully realized world are an absolute joy to explore. And even after three playthroughs, I find myself itching to go back. I mean, that could be any of these, couldn't it? It's not Bloodborne because that's number three. But <laughs> I mean, that one... I don't know. I'm going to leave that one to the end and fill it in. Okay. That'll be your, your That's fill. That's tough. That's tough. All right. Well, the final one here hopefully gives you a little more direction. The overall package of an endearing story, outstanding score, great performances, and fun gameplay should put this title on top of your wish list. Game isn't just a standout for Sony. It's a standout for gaming as a whole. Hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned score there because to me... That's one section where The Last of Us, you know, doesn't really have a memorable score. I mean, it has cool, okay. it has a good music and like good sound design and everything, but I wouldn't say that I remember any songs maybe, from that game. Maybe not like the yeah, aspect yeah. to point out. I mean, out. score score is so obviously Persona, right? But then Uncharted also has that swelling main theme. Mm -hmm. Could be could be that as well. Yeah, these are are quite. So, uh, it, can, can you read me number two again? Yeah, I can read you number two again for sure. I expected great action from game, and it delivers that handedly, but I didn't expect it to be a thrilling journey in which every aspect of it complements the others to form what is nothing short of a masterpiece. The obvious care that went into crafting its world, characters, and gameplay delivers a most stirring and memorable game. 
And that was number three? That was uh, that was number two, you number asked. Number two, okay. Number no, three was was your Bloodborne Number answer. three was my blood. Okay, so number two, I think I'm going to say is Uncharted 1. Okay. Because you're expecting action, right? And that's what's what's important there. Uncharted is first and foremost, I think, uh, great action, you know, climbing around. Um, I think that's that. So that would leave Persona okay. to be the one with the, which is the one where you mentioned the score, number five? Um, that was number five, yeah. The okay. outstanding score, endearing story, great performances. Yeah, so I think all those three really describe Persona 5. Okay. Um, especially since stories mentioned there. I mean, it could be The Last of Us, but I don't. Then again, the, the, the score is what makes me think it's Persona. Mm -hmm. So let's go with five for Persona. Bloodborne is three. I'm going to check those off. <laughs> I think I'm locked in there. All right, that was your most that confident leaves, answer. That leaves Uncharted one as number two. Um, can you read me number one once more? Number one once more. Sure. In short, Studio has crafted a game that impresses in virtually every way. The game is a true feat. Its unrivaled presentation in particular sets the bar even higher than another game it was compared to. Mm -hmm. And its writing, voice acting, and layered gameplay combine to create what is easily the game to beat for Game of the Year. Doesn't help me. That could that could easily be both. Um, number four was very ambiguous as well. Yes. I think I think there's there's one aspect of that that's pointing me in a slightly slightly in a direction. Mm -hmm. um, the what was the, it said unrivaled presentation or what was the line there? Uh, for number one? The one you just read, yeah. Um, it has impressive, it's, it's unrivaled presentation, right. yes. I'm going to say that that is God of War because it has the behind the back un, unbreaking camera shot the whole way through the okay. game. So I think I okay. think that is unrivaled presentation. Right. That's We're never really, been done. We're really reading into the subtleties so, um, of this. You know, when it's this close, you have to. You what have else, to, else yes. Can I do? Nothing else to go on. So yep. I'm going to say God of War is number one. That leaves The Last of Us as number four. The Last of Us And I'm going to lock those four. in. Lock those right in. There. All right. No take backs. Nope. That's fine. Do no I get to know how backs. I did now or is it after the, um, the second part? It's up to you, I guess. What it's would you, you prefer? You're the, you're the quiz master, man. All right. You know, let's do the second part. Now, you know, let's do this part while they're fresh in our minds and okay. we'll, uh, we'll Good see. Idea. So number one with its, um, you know, the crafted game, it's a true feat presentation, sets the bar high, writing, voice acting, layer gameplay. Mm -hmm. You said God of War. It was Last of Us. Oh, oh. so close. You considered it. And so you, close. you changed your mind. I really just mind. thought the presentation was the camera from God of mm -hmm. War, but I mean, Last of Us fits those mm -hmm. descriptions as well so yeah i think the writing an, is what was supposed to stand out there one. for sure uh so number two um was the everything forming together to be a masterpiece the care in the world crafting characters gameplay uh you said that was uncharted mm -hmm. it was god of war unbelievable unbelievable that's hard. you know what it's hard a lot of these games have you know they, all of yeah, those well, things in spades know, you know, right I, I gotta be better than this man i hope i got at least one. uh so number three you were very confident was bloodborne uh it absolutely 100 right? was bloodborne. that was the obvious a pound one. of your flesh uh, and yeah. also like descending into madness like that's not yeah so but... maybe last of us you know it's got yeah. that plaguey sort of thing going on yeah, but yeah it, it does but i wouldn't say it's madness bloodborne you know? for sure thank god i got one i was so <laughs> confident um persona or so number four was Persona 5 yep. um, with its sprawling design going back. I thought maybe the three playthroughs might uh, might spark that because it, it has the New Game Plus system. Yeah. So, sorry, number four was what? Uh, number four was the one where it talks about the sprawling design, stylish, yes, yeah, yeah. fully realized and what, world. And that was the... And that was, um, that was the... Oh, sorry. Number four was Persona 5. Was Persona. You oh. said it was The Last of Us. But uh, yeah, it talks about those three playthroughs, which are New Game Plusy, and uh, yeah. the word stylish stood out to me a lot there. Yeah, it did. I, it, which, yeah. which makes number five, um, which you said Persona, makes that to be Uncharted, the that, final which one. Which is my second which guess because of the second score. guess, oh, the man. great score performances. You know, you know, even the best can't get everything right sometimes, you know, and I, and yeah. I, and I would like to take some some happiness away from this this first round by saying I did get the Bloodborne one right. I think unfortunately that was the only one that was, so. was kind of easy. I will give you partial uh, points for considering some of the right answers yeah, and I, then second guessing yourself. I don't want the pity points though. You know? I, want, I want it to be to real and authentic. All right, we'll cut, I'll, I'll make up for it here. Don't worry. This cutthroat second round will have no pity points. I guarantee you that. Okay. Um, so these are the scathing Metacritic reviews and I gotta say some of these were absolutely like so. phenomenal reviews. <laughs> 
is some, this like ugh. is this like the worst review? So all of these games have amazing scores on Metacritic. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. About the same as IGN, give or take a, a bit of a score. But I went on specifically to the zero point reviews and found just like the people who had the absolute worst mind-breaking moments okay. playing these games. Okay. Um, and I don't know what they're doing with their lives right now, but like, God, they had a horrible time. <laughs> Um, so I'll read you the first one. It's okay. going to be the same five games. Um, okay, we'll do better. I, I'll guarantee, I will personally almost guarantee I'm going to get at least two here. i got to pick it up. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Let's see. Um, so number one, maybe I'm too old for this kind of game, but it seems lame and overstuffed <laughs> with unnecessary things like text and effects. <laughs> it's like pimp your old ride and expect everyone to believe it's a great car that compete with the latest models. I cannot believe this is so high rated game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that has to be Persona, right? Because they mentioned lots of text. None of these other games are a lot of reading. So I'm going to say number one is Persona 5. Okay, that was decisive. Uh, I mean, if it's not, then that doesn't make any sense. But that was also like is a shit review. So I mean, the, how accurate could this be? Well, spoiler for the future, they're all shit reviews. Okay. <laughs> so number two starts out in all caps, I might add. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> no mini map or any difficulty alteration and pure clueless trash with ugly setting. Then taste your test your patience to the limit with repetitive gameplay augmented with dull, slow, and retarded combat. Oof. This junk Jeez. is a one-of-a-kind and a whole new level. <laughs> okay. As this game is boring, clueless, frustrating, no purpose, no story, with clunky controls, dated graphics, slow combat, and aimless garbage. This is a total waste of time and money. <laughs> oh my god. Can I, can I just interrupt this quiz for one second to say that we need yeah. to do a segment occasionally where we just read bad reviews for games and, and like laugh about it. That would be such a great, great segment. Some of um, these, yes. That would be great. Um, that has to be Bloodborne, right? Because the rest of these are all very story-heavy games. So if you're, if you're like not able to pick up on the story in The Last of Us, God of War, Uncharted. Like, why are you even mm -hmm. trying to play those? So I'm going to say that's definitely Bloodborne. It's definitely Bloodborne. Okay. Okay. We'll move on to number three then. The plot is befret of any innovation and is advanced only by long, long, poorly rendered cutscenes. Do you see all the perfect scores this overblown, poorly designed travesty got? Rip gaming journalism. <laughs> if you know anyone that considers this game more than a 5 out of 10, put them down. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the infection has already taken their mind and you're doing them a mercy they don't deserve. <laughs> Ooh. So when you were reading that, I thought that it was going to be Uncharted. But mm -hmm. since you said the infection, I'm thinking it might be The Last of Us. Mm. But again, I think I screwed myself over last time by reading into these small word choices and I selected the wrong game. So I'm going to put three as potentially Uncharted. Okay. But or I'm going to put three as either Last of Us or Uncharted okay. to see where it goes. We're undecided. Okay. Less, we're getting less decisive. Yeah. Well, um, but we'll read mm -hmm. four. Maybe mm -hmm. one of those will, will, will mm -hmm. match. Um, so four is, is my personal favorite uh, bad review. Uh, boring, one tedious battle after another with a few predictable puzzles thrown in. A friend lent this to me for the weekend. I took it back on Saturday morning. <laughs> what the hell? What are they? So, did, <laughs> yes. Did they play this Friday night? Friday and night. Just decided for like sucks? two hours. I don't know. Well, it'd be funnier if they started it Saturday morning and just yes. took it back. Like, took it back. Twenty Saturday minutes. Morning. Yeah. Friend lent it to me for the weekend. Took it back Saturday morning. If you are into boring crap, this is for you. Okay. Boring crap. Boring. Not even boring. You not didn't even, even boring. So you like read that accurately. I, I am reading them accurately. Jeez. Yes. I'm not ESL. I am reading uh, these word for okay, word. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I love not the implication. Not that there's anything wrong with being, uh, having taken ESL classes. No, you know, but, absolutely uh, not. But um, this, I mean, he was okay. just in such a, such okay. a fury after sending well, the game back Saturday morning. I mean, that, the thing is, if the game is that bad, why even bother editing your review? Obviously the studio didn't put effort into editing their game. So yeah, of course. So, of course. That one is tough. And I feel like this, I mean, all three of the games I have remaining, I'm locked in on Persona and Bloodborne, I think, but okay. the, the remaining three, Last of Us, God of War, Uncharted, they all have 
puzzles that I could see someone with a negative aspect describing as repetitive. Mm -hmm. So, but it, I mean, how repetitive is it if you've played it for <laughs> one? Well, exactly, how, you would solve one puzzle, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna leave for again. As undecided? as undecided. Okay, maybe maybe five will help you out. I hope it does. Otherwise, I'm screwed. All right, now five five is five is quite the read. Uh, I recently played this game because of all the hype, and my friend who never games in camps in the Call of Duty series liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave it a try and thought it would be a good idea. But as a gamer boy, I was flat out wrong. Ooh, gamer boys know <laughs> what they're a, talking about. Yeah, he's a gamer boy. Uh, this was, I believe, the worst adventure game I have ever played in my entire life. The reasons for it being terrible are the game is basically a no fun grind and I found myself screaming at the game halfway into it, in all caps, please just end, I don't want to play you anymore. <laughs> but oh, I'm not going to not finish a game, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ellipses. It's incredibly retarded and the story makes no sense, it's so upsetting. The only thing positive about this game is the graphics are spectacular, but the problem is that is nothing fun or interesting ever happens in this game. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but he finished it. He finished the I mean, game. I, I commend this person that wrote this review just for finishing the game, unlike our counterpart who gave it back on Saturday morning. Like, yes. I mean, at least give it a go. This guy kept at least all the way through till Monday. Uh. <laughs> that the thing about that review is that doesn't even really tell you anything about the game. Like I've no. I've learned nothing about what I this mean, game is. I mean, I will as a caveat have to say that I I sort of did have to pick things that were a little course, bit vague, yeah. exactly. so it wasn't I, I understand. Obvious. I understand. You don't want to give me someone so smart such as me uh, too easy of a quiz. Exactly. But yes, as the guy you know, who got one in the first. Listen, round. listen, listen. <laughs> okay, you're redeeming yourself here. It's fine. <laughs> okay, let's see. I gotta I gotta get this straightened out here. Um, so five is the most ambiguous of all of those. The, and so four and five, I'm really stuck. Can you read me number three once more? I Just give me the Coles notes I can read you maybe. number three. Um, so it's befret of any innovation and advance only by long, long, poorly rendered cutscenes. Uh, the perfect scores are overblown. Uh, the affection has taken their mind. If someone's giving it a five out of 10, okay, okay. put them down. You can, you can pause it there. That has to be The Last of Us uh, for two reasons. Number one, they mentioned infection. Number two, uh, it said perfect score. So that's obviously not Uncharted. Uh, God of War got a perfect score as well, mm -hmm. but there's nothing to do with infection. So it has to be The Last of Us. Okay, okay. Um, I like but that your leaves, deductive that reasoning. That leaves four and five as an absolute crapshoot. Mm -hmm. um, give me... Give me Three, two seconds worth of number four again, just to... Well, it's one tedious battle after another with a few predictable puzzles. Took it back Sunday morning. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take that guy back Sunday morning. Um, I think that will be Uncharted. Okay. Um, God of War has puzzles as well, but I would... I can see the argument for for some of the puzzles in Uncharted being tedious. Um, I mean, okay. if I was to go back and play Uncharted Run right now, I might right. think some of the puzzles might be tedious. A lot of climbing, a lot of swinging, a lot of, you know. Yeah, um, not maybe that, some light physics it's, puzzles. It's not bad, but I mean, I don't. I can see maybe where that aspect is coming from. I'll mm -hmm. say four is Uncharted, which leaves not uh, five, whatever that guy was talking about, to be God of War. Right, so he finished God of War and hated every second of it. I, I, I don't understand how a human could have that opinion of God of War, but uh, I mean, to each their own. I mean, I'd love to say to anybody, like, if you know anybody or you yourself like writes these kind of reviews, I just love to yeah. pick your brain. Like what, how, what compels you to be like, yeah. I hate this game so much. I need to just go like tear it apart yeah. on I mean, Metacritic. I think, I think a lot of people that do this are like the, they want the clickbait that they want to be yeah. found, you know, but, but I mean, people... There's I guess that's there is true. people that have these opinions. Like I'd love to I'd love to sit down and talk yeah. to someone who this is their legitimate opi like, their opinion. The thing about it too is like, do you know you're being really funny? Like mm -hmm. this is hilarious. Or or are you just that outraged or to you where just you, like, this is what this your is opinion genuinely is? Genuinely how you feel. Yeah, you're getting yeah. your thoughts out, you're spitballing. Yeah. But yeah. okay, so okay. you're locked in, you feel I'm confident in. with your I'm answers? Yeah. Well, I will tell you, you did much better this round. Yeah. Um so number one. Uh, with its lame, unnecessary things like text and effects, was indeed Persona. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Yeah. Very text-heavy. I you. can see text-heavy being a, a critique of the game, but like, well, I mean, it, I don't think I would. 
I don't think I would go as far to say that text is an unnecessary thing in a game. I think, I think the thing about that is, like, yes, Persona is text heavy, but yeah. but if that's your style of game, that's what you want. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to play an RPG like that and, and not want a bunch of text. Like, yeah. You're just for, in for the wrong experiences. If you went into that not wanting text, you're going to have that opinion. So Yes, exactly. So, it is a JRPG. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you're getting. Um, number two was indeed Bloodborne. Okay. Um, yeah. Two Difficulty, no mini-map. Bloodborne. I will say everything else hurt my soul to read, but it is Bloodborne. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a... <laughs> Again, yeah, it's not a game for opinion. everyone. See, I could I could see that being a real opinion as well from someone that got absolutely shit kicked by this game yes, and, and just got so out. mad they like broke their PlayStation and, and put this review on Metacritic, you know? I could see it. <laughs> yep, they're now PC I think, gamer. I think those people yeah. are wrong, but but uh, I, yeah. I can understand it's not. It's niche. It's not yeah. for everyone, for sure um number three it was also correct it is indeed the last of us i don't know if this person intended for you know to pun off the infection but yeah. they did and it worked for you hey if, if uh that's i mean what else could i have gone on right yeah exactly you got it um the last two unfortunately you did oh. put backwards so the guy returned Damn. god of war on saturday morning and uh someyone else you know, so the, the the gamer boy did finish Uncharted, just hated okay. every second yeah, of it. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> even gamer boys finish games sometimes, whatever Yeah, that I mean, is. that's, you know, he's got to uphold his title, I suppose. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if you're keeping score, but I was. And my grand total, 4 out of 10, 40%. 40%? I mean, I, I, I think I really did redeem myself. I think the first round should have been... I could have done better, but, uh, you know, I'll take it. I think, um, you know, I tripled my score in the second round. I'll take it. That's, That's right. Yeah. And, worse. you know, like all good game shows, the second round's worth double points for some arbitrary reason. Hey, hey, oh, so, those, hey. are the rules. those should be the rules. I like that. <laughs> Wonderful. Wow. Um, hey, well, Kate, thanks for preparing that quiz. That was, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, thanks for playing. I, I had a blast. I will definitely. Uh, so it's my turn for the quiz next time, uh, probably in a few episodes. You know, we'll toss another one of these in Yeah, there. absolutely. Um, Write us in. Um, let us know how you did. Yeah, yeah. Your or, favorite review you've ever come across. You know, yeah. Please actually send some <laughs> funny ones in. That'd be great. And yeah. also, if um, anyone else wants to make a quiz for the both of us, um, maybe we could take one together. Yeah, that um, would be you know, tons just of fun. Put the, put the answers in maybe like a spoiler section on the email. Send it over. Um, Circlesandsquarespod at gmail.com. Um, that would be great, actually. We would like that a lot. We'll give you a shout out, too. Um, of course, you can connect with us there. You can connect with us on Twitter at CNSPod. Um, find all of our links over there. Again, we appreciate the support for the show so, so much. Thank you for listening. And we will see you again in two weeks' time uh, for some more PlayStation talk. The intro and outro music for Circles and Squares was produced by friend of the show, Matthew Chan. Interlude music is from Scott Grattan of the Free Music Archive. Our channel art was created by at Unreasonable on Twitter. And our brother Alex is the designer of the Circles and Squares logo. Thank you all for listening and supporting the show.